0: Welcome back listeners, I'm Robin Black with Soul Healer 1777 and the word for today is black history. I actually overheard a conversation when I was at the store the other day and I heard a woman stating why do they keep talking about this topic? It's being talked about all the time and they need to just get over it because slavery was over three or 400 years ago one black history isn't just about slavery two it's extremely vital it's vital information that everyone needs to know about and by all means just a disclaimer is when i speak about this topic there i am definitely not saying that the entire caucasian race is bad i'm not i just want to go ahead and put that out there To begin with, but as when I say that it's vital information is because I feel like it needs to be more geared towards our young adults and our children because they're just not they don't learn enough when they're in school. You know what are we doing? They're they're learning every February that comes around, which also is the shortest month of the year, Black History Month. They learn about the same three people. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, and Harriet Tubman. Every now and then they'll throw in Frederick Douglass. But that's all they do every single year, over and over and over again. And it's just like, (laughs) when is it going to change? But it's like when you look at how everything is right now on a day-to-day basis, just like uh, the first time when... Um, That Kunta Kinte shirt came out that Colin uh, Kaepernick, I can't say his name, sorry, Kaepernick had on. Um, Majority of the models that were advertising that shirt, they were white. Why, as soon as he wore that shirt and that shirt went to press, when they started advertising that shirt after that, literally every single model on every single website that was advertising that shirt was white. Why? These are the questions that we ask from the black culture, from the minority culture is why. That's what I mean when I say that this topic is vital that everyone knows, because at the end of the day, nine times out of 10, no matter if you're, you're black, no matter if you're biracial, whatever the case may be, you're going to come across a time that you may enter into a racial adversity that you're going to have to face. And I rather, I rather it be talked about because then that way, when it happens, it's still going to hurt no matter what it's going to hurt. It's not a good feeling when it happens, but at least when it happens, there'll be an understanding versus it happening and then they're completely oblivious and they have no idea what's going on. That's why it's such a vital topic and it's vital information. But when you look at, um, like I said, when you look at the three people that they mainly talk about during Black History Month, it's like, what, why can't we learn about other things? We have to teach our own children these things. When you look at Selma Burke, she never received credit for the portrait of Franklin D. Roosevelt that you see on, on the front of all the dimes, right? He's literally on the front of a dime. How many dimes are in this world? Everybody looks at the front of a dime, at, you know, the heads of the dime. You see it, Franklin D. Roosevelt's on there. A black woman created that. She was the she was one of the first African-American women to enroll in the Navy, and she was commissioned to do a bronze relief portrait of him. Never gave her credit. Macy Jemison, first African-American woman to be admitted into NASA's astronaut program. Let's go ahead and teach them the truth about Abraham Lincoln. Yes, he freed the slaves, but it was a bargaining agreement. It wasn't just because he wanted to do it because he felt bad and he was like, it's time to just, you know, they suffered enough. Let's go ahead and and release them. No, it wasn't like that at all. He wasn't doing that out of the kindness of his heart. It's like, in my opinion, the way it seems to be they they want to come off is it's like, yes, the truth is stamped. But only lies and deceit were delivered. They like to conceal valuable information that they it's like they don't want us to locate it. We have to dig deep and research these things over and over again in order to and over to find the, the proper information. And even with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., yes, he was a peaceful protester, but they killed him also. So what? So now we have Martin Luther King Jr. Day just just because is that supposed to justify the wrongdoing? Because we don't have a Harriet Tubman Day. We don't have a Malcolm X Day. And we don't a lot of they don't even really speak about Malcolm X that much in schools. Right. Is it why? Because he wasn't a peaceful protester. Why was it just because they saw him as a threat? They were intimidated by him because he was a challenge. And that's what it is. The enemies hate a challenge. And I'm sure part of the reason why schools haven't changed black history curriculum and they keep going over the same three people. There's a reason behind that. Right. It's why politics are about popularity versus character. Look at how Obama was when he was in office. They were just searching. They couldn't wait to find something negative with Obama when he got into office. They were just they they were just looking intensely, sitting at the edge of their seats, just waiting on him to mess up. But the difference between Obama is he brought character. He was smooth. He was cool all the time. He was he was never frantic. He didn't do all that screaming and yelling and hollering and being all. He kept a calm, cool demeanor the entire time that he was in office, even now, even seeing him outside of office. Even speaking of which, if you look at the White House, you look up the history on the White House. Over 300 African-American men helped build that White House. How many people knew that? Politicians, they seem to just bring popularity and distractions and it seems to be more about money. And I understand, like when I, the way I look at it is the black community. Now I'm not even gonna say the black community. There's no minority that would do exactly what the enemy does when it comes to the, the white race, hating minorities, hating black people. Is because our faith is so strong. I don't care if I, you can be um, Hispanic, Latino, African, African-American, Asian, Native American, Hawaiian. It doesn't matter if, whether it be Catholics, Baptists, Muslims, Buddhists. That doesn't matter either. Our faith is strong. We all stand very strong in our community as far when it comes to our faith. And no matter what what you do No matter how badly you hate us We'll just Ignore you and move on We don't have time to sit and be worried about Oh now I'm going to sit here And try to kill you Because the color of your skin I don't want you around here So now let's get ready To go hang you from a tree We wouldn't even think About something like that We look at this, this, these past two years that we just came upon with COVID, it felt like we were inside Jumanji. Like, what's next, right? Even before COVID, what did we have, we had H one N one, West Nile, then the coronavirus, then the mur- murder hornets. Did, uh, what, 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 happened to them? So they just, they, they just blew up the mur- mur- murder hor- hornets, and now they just completely disappeared. Not one single one left. They got, they got them all. And it is just, it's just, it, it's mind blowing to me. And I don't know if you guys even heard about it, but right before the war broke out between Ukraine and Russia, the news had uh, put a report out about deadly mosquitoes. There was a deadly mosquito coming back and some lady in Australia died from it. Once the war hit, it's like that report completely disappeared from the news. It was literally nowhere, nowhere to be found. And I thought I was going crazy, but I'm like, I know for a fact I saw that. And now it just miraculously disappeared. Makes you wonder, like I said, it's like they're creating distractions on purpose. And that's why I say you have to kind of open your eyes and see Because when you look at how they're doing with just the same old, same old with Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, and Harriet Tubman. The reason why I feel that majority of this hatred is being revealed and they're coming out of hiding is because look at how the minorities are thriving. All the entrepreneurs, all the small businesses that are coming about. Like we're, we're, we're becoming known. We're getting smarter. We're doing the research. We're becoming very well educated. We're doing things on our own and they don't like it because they don't have control over it. Our children need to know even about the bad things you got, you got the lynchings. Look at Emmett Till at 14 years old. They tortured him. They made him take off his clothes, shot him, then threw him in the river, just like he was a piece of trash. All because they were told that he was acting familiar with a young white girl. George Stenney Jr. at 14, he was put to death by the electric chair at 14. 14 years old, being sentenced to death in the electric chair at that. And we can't forget about Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. You know, and that was only two years ago with George Floyd. It proves that racism is out here 100 percent and it is absolutely real. That's why it's vital. And when people you find you might hear a lot of people saying, oh, that white privilege, the white privilege, the white privilege. Understand when they say that. They're saying that because when you don't have to face racial adversities, some people, not, not the entire white, white race, but some of them think if something's not a problem because it's not happening to them and they're not being affected by that. And if they're not being affected by it, they don't see a problem with it. Obviously, therefore, that's why they call it white privilege. That's what, it's not a great term, but at the same time, it's also reality. And then on the outside of that, when I look at the black, the black Lives Matter, that's a powerful movement, powerful. And I'm all for the Black Lives Matter. But what about the Black on Black crime? It continues to rise significantly. When are we going to hate doing, I mean, when are we going to stop that hate? If you just take a look at just women, black women against black women. It's ridiculous. There's there's so much jealousy and envy. It's just like, why be that way? You have no reason to be that way. You hear horrible comments like, why do you talk white? Talk white white like come on make you have to make it make sense do they not like do we not understand when we say comments like that you're insulting yourselves when you say that because one the way someone speaks is not racially specified it just means that you're educated and honestly The enemy didn't want us to be educated back then at all. They don't even want us to know half of this information now. So why not be educated? Why not better ourselves? Why not speak with proper grammar? Because they want us to stay in in a state of mind where we're not educated, where we're not speaking properly. They want us to stay. They want us to stay there. So why keep giving them what they want? If you just stop and think for a minute, there's hate inside some people that just, it just makes their blood boil and there's nothing we can do about it. But don't meet them on that same level. Don't lower yourselves to their level at all. Same with, you know, when they say, oh, you got some, you got some good hair. It's like, of course, look what some, some black people are going to have different grades of hair. Some black people are going to be light skinned. It's just the way the Lord made us. But also when you look at what our ancestors endured. Some of the the young women who were enslaved, they were 12 and 13 years old. And they were being raped. Could you imagine being 12, 13 years old and having four and five kids? By the time you're 16, 17 years old, you have five children that you have to take care of by yourself. So, yeah, some of us are going to have a different grade of hair, a better grade of hair. That doesn't make us, oh, now we're not accepted. No, being black is, it's It's actually very powerful. It's something, it's something to be proud of. Especially when it comes to, to having children, to multiple, if you guys ever did the research on Margaret Sanger, the internet makes her seem like, she was just this wonderful person. She was a nurse. She was a birth control activist. No, absolutely not. She's the founder of Planned Parenthood. And she was a racist. The only reason she started Planned Parenthood was specifically so Black people couldn't be fruitful and multiply. She did not want them. That's why when you look at uh, Planned Parenthood locations, they're only located in urban areas, you're not going to find a Planned Parenthood in a high end area. You're just you're absolutely not going to find that at all. So just understand that you, we have to really sit and think about not only did Jesus pay the price for our sins, but our ancestors paid the price for our freedom. So we got to stop with the black on black crime. I understand that we can't stop everything. The whole world's not going to just be perfect. But just understand the more we're doing this black on black crime, the enemy's going to look at it like, thank you. Thank you for doing my dirty work. I don't have to worry about it because you're busy doing it. Don't stoop to their level. Don't be just like them. Don't, please don't do that. We have to, we have to try to change that. As a whole, because when you look at it, you look at, yes, slavery did happen, but like God says, with every bad, there's good. Look at the NBA, for example, predominantly black, highest paid sport. Our ancestors paid the price for that prosperity and for that abundance. And that's where we are now. We would never have had, we would have never had our Michael Jordans, LeBron James, Allen Iversons, Kobe Bryants. We would have never had none of that if it weren't for them fighting for our freedom. So just, and then you got to look at the significance, research the significance. You ever sit and think that that term laugh to keep from crying, laugh to keep from crying came from our ancestors. You can only imagine why they came up with that. That speaks for itself. Why when our families get together, whether it be a family reunion or at a restaurant, they sit us together and when it's a group of 10 of us and we're all just together, we're going to be the loudest uh, party in that restaurant. But we're going to be laughing and having an, an amazing time. But that, that came from our ancestors working on the plantations when they weren't allowed to speak. They couldn't speak until they got home because they were scared to speak or they knew that they weren't allowed to speak. So when they got home, they were able to lift their voices. That's where some of these, the, the Negro or the, yeah, sorry, the Negro national anthem. That's why it's lift every voice. That's, that's why the, the, the words of these songs resonate because they mean something because they're all telling a story. And that's what it's about. And that's what we have to hold on to. It doesn't have to all be negative because they're not, it's not the entire race, but it is in the present. It is happening and it is still growing. Well, I don't want to say it's growing. It's just, like I said, more are revealing themselves. So it's very vital and it's very real. But just we got to make sure we always align our thoughts with God's thoughts. Allow yourself to heal and keep creating that balance. We got to stay balanced and not stay in the dark. Like I always say, just don't stay in the dark. Not all darkness is bad, but we can't get stuck there. So again, thank you for listening. Please call in, share your thoughts or adversities you have faced 463 269-5142. 2695142 stay blessed